Up next, our Ready, Set, Real Estate live workshop happening October 15th, right here in the greater Los Angeles area for all industry professionals, entrepreneurs, independent contractors, business owners, and anyone who is looking to utilize the technology to leverage and scale your business productivity. What does that mean? We get to learn how to use the Nextdoor app, one of the best, in my opinion, social media slash networking platforms to connect with your ideal clients. If this sounds like you, if you're thinking about farming, don't know where to begin, here's something you should take a look at. All right, so we'll see you. Make sure you learn more about what we're doing. Check our Eventbrite events, keyword Ready, Set, Real Estate. Go ahead and sign up. Save your spot, save your seat, and save some money by reserving early. All our events are sponsored and they're lunch and learns. So I look forward to seeing you very soon. Well, hello, and welcome to a Sunday special. I absolutely had to come on. This is an impromptu show just to bring the general population 
uh, specifically our listening and viewing audience some information regarding house flipping, house flipping seminars. And, you know, this this goes all the way from the top to the bottom, from the top down. And the reason why it's newsworthy and conversation worthy is because it involves a lawsuit filed by the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, and the Utah Consumer Protection Bureau against Xerix, uh, which is a company, a collective of partners who host house flipping seminars featuring HGTV stars. And they use those HGTV stars in their advertisements to attempt to increase the credibility of those seminars. So I wanted to make sure that we brought this information to you and we created a space to dialogue about it. So welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Say hi, say hello, drop a comment down below. If you're catching us on the live, we, I really appreciate when this is interactive and you guys can share your experiences. I posted on my Instagram and I'm sharing this now on Facebook as well to invite you to share your experiences with any of the companies that you may have uh, utilized uh, to learn more about how to flip homes and make more, make more money. And the reason why I invite you to share is because that's how we can empower each other in terms of learning more about what is happening out there, like who's legit, you know, who's hands-on really teaching this information versus the people that are not. So as you can see here, this is um, a source from housingwire.com. This was published October 4th. I first want to say, welcome. You know, see, I, I'm ready to go in. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let's, let's talk about it. I'm ready to go in. Let me first do announcements and introductions. Hey, Vivian, how are you? Uh, it's great seeing you on and I want to first do introductions. So for those of you who are new to me, welcome, say hi, say hello. My name's Lisa Porta. I'm also your host, creator, and founder of Ready Set Real Estate, the brand and company that is a proponent, supports real estate literacy and education. Uh, this is a show concept that has now uh, been offering in the last year and a half Gosh, we're going like on two years. I mean, we're in season, this is like our 100 and something episode, season five, episode seven. And we now do agent trainings and we offer monthly webinars for the general population for those of you to come on and learn more about real estate because real estate is much more than having the roof over your head and paying your monthly mortgage. There's just so much more responsibilities involved and you become more of a target as a homeowner. And I, I've been saying that, and I can say that from professional experience. And yes, I am an active licensed California real estate professional. So I can say that from professional experience with the people that I have been helping that, you know, once, you know, somebody will put you in a property, create a mess of a situation. And then uh, you connect with me or someone like me who is qualified to kind of guide you to either, uh, 
undo the mess. Undo the mess. So Vivian says, um, is using the name of a company against the rules. Is using the name of a company against the rules. Oh, for today, um, in terms of sharing, I, I feel like we should be able to. Now, here's the thing, because this is what's interesting with this lawsuit right here. The people that wanted their refund and it wasn't working out and they kind of were onto it and they figured out it was a scam, they had those people sign that they were not to publish. They would give them their money back and they were not to publicize or tell people or even report them for what they were doing. So I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a space so that we can give a heads up. You're right to your opinion. You're right to your experiences. So yes, um, there's there's no rule here. We're in a public forum. And I think when we can empower each other about what's going out there, and here's the thing about it. Everyone has the ability to do their own research and their own due diligence. So I said good and bad. I definitely don't want to bash anybody, nor, do, nor am I creating a space for people to bad mouth, but if you have an experience um, or know of someone that's gone through an experience with a certain company, uh, because I know of many that have been flipping houses that uh, follow a certain business model and we all know the upsell, we all know the false pretenses of, you know, get in, no money down and somehow you're gonna make a hundred grand. And, you know, if it's too good to be true, like, yeah, it's, probably not accurate because uh, we're talking about real estate here <laughs> uh okay good so vivian says i do all right well cool this is gonna all the better all the better this makes it a great space um for us to learn from each other and again you never know you can help somebody else i from my personal experience and some people are diehard proponents of um ron legrand so I got scammed when I was in my 20s with the whole Ron Legrand system, pay $2,000. And however, that system, and that this is why I can come on as a proponent and a consumer advocate, because the, the some systems don't apply to certain states. Like California, I'm in California. Cali doesn't play, y'all. Cali is... I, I keep telling you, if you wanted to ever check what I'm saying, go to the Department of Real Estate, dre.ca.gov, and look at complaints. You will find a list of uh, companies that have been operating as flip your houses seminars you, or wholesaling companies. Cali does not play. This is why I ended up getting licensed. This is why I ended up um, learning the business from legit, like, legally, what can I do? And for the, for, the, for the most part, I've learned a lot of investors who were once realtors or once real estate professionals and licensed, um, they decided that there's that real fine line with being an investor who's flipping property and a real estate professional and a realtor, because as a real estate professional, you are bound by the state, you're bind, bound by ethics, you're bound by fiduciary duties. And when you're acting in a role of investor, hey, there may be some things that all bets are off, you know, and that's just that's just kind of the stickiness of the business. And so this is why I wanted to come on and again, talk about it. I talked about this two years ago 
as a matter of fact, it was like episode number two of Ready Set Real Estate. So facts, we can go back 107 or 110 episodes ago. I had Theo Thelonious C. Jones on my show, real estate investor, um, just a gem of a person, wrote a great book about, you know, having gone through, you go to the seminar, the free seminar, and they only find out that they need more money and you need more money and you need more money to do what they're saying to do. Now, here we are fast forward now, two years later, because that was in 2017 when I kicked off Ready Set Real Estate as a show. Here we are in 2019, and now we have um, the lights are on. We're shining the lights, and it's not so much, uh, uh, you know, it's at a time where real estate has gotten so popular, a lot more popular than I've, I mean, I've, I've been around for now 20 years total in the real estate business, 13 years as a licensed professional. So 20 years total, 13 years licensed in the business. And it's one of those things, well, it's not 20 years. I mean, cause I'm like, I'm like wait, what am I talking about? Um, there's so like about, 50, about 15, 16, anyway, over a decade. And from what I've seen in my experience, this last three to five years has been one of the most active times that I've been witnessing people with all kinds of workshops, seminars, courses, trainings to show you how to flip houses. This is why, again, I brought out a wholesaler out from Cleveland um, and she was on the show. And again, same thing, disclaimer, know the laws of the land for the states and cities that you are in know those local ordinances because they all don't operate and they're not all created equal. You can't, it's it's Chicago being one of them. Chicago now is requiring a broker's license to wholesale. All right, so, um, so Vivian says, people can be so awful and heartless, absolutely. And again, this is why we're creating a space and a place to have that discussion because we need to have that discussion about uh, real estate uh, investing and real estate wholesaling and flipping and all this other stuff. And here's the sad part of it. Um, Vivian says also as no morals or ethics. And, you know, it's funny because I kind of have this inside joke and I'll share it with you when I connect with people in my inner circle. And I'm like, I'm just out here doing super agent ish. And what does that mean? I'm literally cleaning up the mess that some of the some of the agents and flippers and investors are doing because it, it's just, it's sad. It's sad and it contributes to the overall, you know, things that we see in terms of gentrification, predatory lending, um, elders being targeted. I made a post about this the other day of, would it be okay if your grandmother sold her home for under market value and received a deposit of $450? For the most part, everybody agreed, heck no, that's unethical. Somebody needs to be reported. But at the same time, that's what you're being taught to do when flipping a home. Secure a contract or secure a house with zero to little to no money down. That's what you're doing. You are essentially tying up somebody's property 
for, I mean, a ridiculous under market value and you're preying on somebody's situation and, and, and scenario, what they're going through. Um, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm not surprised to see something like this come forth. So let's talk about this case. I really appreciate <laughs> when I have lawsuits and case notes. There's for those of you who want the link, I'll drop the link in the caption and you can click on it. Um, but for the most part, you know, uh, it's 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 available online. So this was posted by Housing Wine. FTC claims, oh, this is what I want to say. I want to say shout out to my mom and my family. We were having this discussion and my mom brought it up. And she said, did you hear? Did you hear about the people who flip houses? They're being sued. And so I looked it up yesterday and I said, you know what? This is something we need to talk about on Ready Set Real Estate. And I didn't want to wait until our Wednesday show because I want to make sure we're staying abreast and on top of the most relevant news, especially for those people who are feeling like, oh, well, I'll just you know, I want to buy foreclosure. I want to buy a fixer upper and I want to flip it, but have no experience, have no concept of where the recorder's office is, have no concept of how appraisals work or the cost of appraisals, have no concept or team of inspections and inspectors or contractors or construction works, workers that can do the job, have no concept. And I'm not saying that because you don't know, you shouldn't pursue it. I think that becomes all the more reason you get preyed upon by organizations that are saying we'll teach you how to flip homes and use business credit or personal credit or or um start you know borrowing other people's money or you know all kinds of stuff so this case had all kinds you know this complaint has all kinds of big no-nos about it so all right so um this is an accusation against the company Zurich of running a, a real estate scam uh, with the seminars. So again, I mentioned it's the Federal Trade Commission and the Urban Division of Consumer Protection. So shout out to the CPB. And that's what they are there for. If you ever have an issue with a company, albeit contractors or real estate companies, um, you can file complaints. You can go directly to these state departments or the consumer um, protection bureaus and you or the um, there's the I forget the other one, but I work closely with that department as well. You can go directly to these websites and open a complaint, file a complaint, open an investigation. And what they do is they paper trail enough complaints. So clearly there has been enough complaints for the Federal Trade Commission and Utah um, CPB to say, hey, we've received a substantial amount of complaints all with the similar experiences stories about what this company has been doing. And so this isn't uncommon. This is definitely not common that we see people using celebrities or influencers to appear to be legit. And this is why I say just because it's shiny doesn't mean it's real. Just because you see it on TV doesn't mean it's accurate. Just because you hear it on a radio doesn't mean it's true. And I'll give you an example of the whole radio. There was um, in 2016, there was a massive radio advertisement about the Hero and Pace uh, renovation program. You know, you can uh, renovate your home or make your home energy efficient with this program. And what ended up happening, a lot of homeowners ended up taking this program on only to be targeted by 
um, contractors or what we call paper contractors and companies, uh, finance companies that were popping up like payday loans to tap into this money that the county was giving um, that they were able to create out of selling bonds and Wall Street. And I mean, it's I, I've done a whole segment on that. So I'm not going to go into details here, but that's one example where so many people heard it on the radio and felt it was true and felt like it was a good thing to do only to find out that these people's taxes had doubled, if not tripled in payment because the financing to remodel their home was attached to the property taxes. That's not what they didn't tell you. They didn't tell you that in a fine print. And oftentimes we're not reading the fine print because we're excited. We can be nervous. We can be anxious. And we're being sold on the adrenaline of this is this will change your life. It's a lifestyle decision. It'll impact your bank account and your community. And they thrive on that. I've been to some of these and I've been to conferences and I've been to expos and they all pretty much do the same thing. They sell you on the high of the whole experience and um, make sure they, they're able to uh, sell you at the back table with the upsell. Um, <laughs> so if you've never been in one of those, I would recommend you just sit in and sit in with the intent not to be bought um, or sold or bought in, but just to observe the whole setup. I think that's when it'll be more revealing because I've had people reach out to me directly and say, I attended a, a seminar similar to this, you know, the guys talking about flipping houses. And then after we didn't race to the back to sign up, um, he went on for another hour and now became exhaustive to sit in there for now two hours. And then the more the guy started talking, the more his whole presentation started to fall apart. And then people could start to see that he wasn't even convinced on his own abilities to offer or do what he was selling. So let's read between the lines. Let me catch up with your comments, Vivian. Um, Vivian says, we definitely need to know because they seek out the ignorant. And again, I agree. This is why we, I've offered a platform and I do the things that we do is because it's there's no shame in being the ignorant. But I think there's an issue when we're not seeking out the information and comparing notes. This today should be let it let it be today a call to action to compare notes. Who's you know, oh, that's so Mr. So-and-so is saying about this and he's talking like I a lot of people DM me about other people who are out here flipping houses trainings, academies, this, that, and a third. I don't publicly come out and bash anybody's hustle or knock anybody's hustle, but I think that's what the positive in, the positive is with me is that you can connect with me one-on-one -on -one and individually. That's just something I do with people connecting with me. I'm not here looking for clout or anything like that. And But I will, again, I can share my personal and professional experiences. And if somebody's had an experience, they can share theirs. You're right to your opinion. Now, in this instance, with this case, the people that had the bad experiences in order to get their money, they had to sign that they would not publicize their bad experiences, which is illegal. <laughs> Can't do that. It's a violation to do that. All right. So I get it. Um, 
what else? So is there a statute of limitations? Uh, statute of limitations for lawsuit overall is four years. So statute of limitations, four years for civil suits, for civil suits. So you want to make your claims, file your complaints within the four year. Um, it does vary, vary per state. So you definitely want to look look within your state, what your state limits for civil civil suits, because this would be a civil suit. Um, when there's fraud involved, um, I believe there is no statute of limitations when fraud is involved. I'm actually dealing with a fraud case now. Um, so the court may not have a statute of limitations for fraud, but maybe departments like the Department of Real Estate does have one. So the State Department of Real Estate does have a statute of limitations in, in which you can come forth and file a complaint, which is two years from the act. Um, and again, these things in, t in terms of where, if you're, if you get involved in something like this, be mindful there, there, there's something called, um, there's something called with each state requirements as, as what is needed for, to be in part, to participate in real estate activities. Let me say that again, cause I was, I was thinking about this. Um, so they call them, uh, unlicensed real estate activities. It is illegal in various states to participate in real estate activities without a license. Okay. Again, you can go to the Department of Real Estate for your state and look that up. Like literally the Department of Real Estate for me is my, it's my best friend. It is my favorite place to look up cases, look at case law. Why? Because every single time this industry is under fire all the time, it's constantly changing and you want to be up to date on what not to do. Like you may do something and be like, oh, I didn't know because there's a recent case where there's now a lawsuit that involves a situation that you may not be familiar with. Um, so great question. ERG is in the building. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> and he says, this isn't the only scam using celebrities to capture thousands of dollars from the ignorant, poor, and thirsty. You know, I agree. That is a great point. Um, this isn't the only scam. And I will give you, um, Joaquita says, uh, welcome, welcome. She says, good evening. Uh, one of the other one of the other examples of that was I did an episode and a segment on this a couple months back because that was part of a lawsuit. It was the credit repair. So um, credit repair companies, actually uh, two, three of the largest credit repair companies actually have been sued this year already. And I knew that was coming because they popped up like payday loans. I have to keep bringing up that example of payday loans. Um, I can say with my direct my direct connection with the BOE here in the state of California. And they also oversee um, corporations, um, making sure they're operating legit. Uh, my direct contacts have expressed to me, they are going after payday loans because they are predatory and they are mainly seen in underserved and underrepresented communities. So I, like I said, be on the lookout. I've, I've kept my my eye and watch on um, all these house flipping seminars uh, for that reason. You don't see Lisa get involved in them um, because one, I'm a public figure and I'm a public educator. So I, I'm going to be on the side of education. I'm not typically going to be this on the side of 
the getting rich because I do this for a living and I, I know how involved this business is. Uh, it's very involved. So that for re for my professional and personal decision, I don't, I don't want to be attached to people who are doing flipping homes because again, in my state and my experience, um, you require a, a state license. And I know that people have been very predatory on seniors, people who don't speak speak English as a primary language, um, and overall, minorities, underserved, underrepresented communities have been targeted all the time. I like to sleep at night. I don't want to be part of that, and uh, I operate from ethics. And I'm, I'm really here, you know, to protect and serve. And this is part of that conversation, is so that people realize that, you know, real estate is a long game. And and I'll just give you definitions. Someone who flips houses, um, who comes in in terms from a wholesaling or an assignment, which means you're assigning contracts or you're tying up a property and then you're finding a buyer to buy that property um, from that contract. That's what a wholesaler is. From a tax code, you're referred to as a dealer. So people are out here flipping houses or calling themselves wholesalers. You're not, you're not, you're not in it or calling themselves wholesalers and trying to use the term interchangeably as an investor, you're not an investor. That's not an investor. You're not an investor, you're a dealer. So it's important to know the terms. Um, Monica says, good evening, everyone. Welcome, Monica. Hello, Vivian. Um, oh yeah, it, we're, we're all getting caught up. Monica says, here they make their marking flyers look like parking tickets. Really? That's, uh, that's an interesting. They make their marking flyers look like parking tickets. Whatever gets you to open it, right? Whatever gets you to the event. Um, Monica says, I had whole neighborhoods up in arms. Yeah, I had whole, I, I can imagine. And where it becomes, you know, the, the after, you know, here's a sad part of the after effect and the aftermath is the people that do participate in wanting to learn how to flip houses. Everyone's wanting to learn how, wanting to learn how to improve their financial situation. And I think the only way, I wouldn't say the only way, there are many ways to do that, many vehicles to do that. It's just going to require your diligence in having a portion of your own funds vested, your own time, your own energy. Uh, ERGJ is in the building and founder of the Black Billionaires Club. This is something we teach and train on. I've been featured as a guest panelist and presenter uh, and facilitator from time to time because it does require due diligence and work to increase your income and to set yourself up for wealth. Um, and he's someone that talks about, uh, about various investment vehicles to create wealth. And it doesn't involve the fluff about, and we've seen it. So, you know, we've seen it from, you know, texts, what, you know, you, you want to take a hundred dollars and you will want to turn it to 8,000 text this, send this to my cash app. Right. I mean, we've seen all kinds of things floating around in the world of the internet. And I think because of the social media influencer marketing that people are willing to take that quick buck, right. As an influencer or a select quote unquote celebrity, you'll take the quick buck so that your status can be used to attract people to be sold the flim flam or sold the BS. Seen it, been there, it's a sad situation. 
and I steer clear of it and I go, it's not for me. So I'm not surprised that something like this comes up. ERGJ says people want to improve their finances. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> well, we know which groups want to, you know, we know the people. At, I mean, fortunately, we're connected with the people that truly do want to improve their finances. Um, and then there are the people that are not wanting to do the work. And so let's talk about um, some of the things that came up in this, which just really blew my mind. Um, I want to scroll through here and see if I can find. Um, so here's 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 a statement right here, and I'm going to highlight it, right? So I'm going to read this to you. Shout out to those of you who are tuning in and listening to our replay on the radio podcast available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Breaker, CastBox, iTunes, on and on and on. Thanks. So we know that a lot of these events are free and let's talk let, so let's first talk about this whole thing about free events for i have issues with free events i professionally don't like to present or speak at free events um here's why because i i i do have products and services to offer and so when you condition a people or an audience that the event is free it creates a disservice to the vendors or the exhibitors at that event who charge to pay for a table or charge to pay who, who were charged to, um, and paid for a booth. It creates a disservice because people want free ish. They want free swag. They want the bag and then put all the stuff that are offered at the tables for free. I don't mind samples, but here's the issue. When you condition people with the free events, how much information can you really gather from free? Let's really think about this. Like people don't value free. How much information can you really get from free? And that's something that you have to be mindful about that when you're attending these workshops and it's, it's painted as, oh, you're going to learn X, Y, and Z. No, you're going to be told about the topics, but you're not going to get a hands on. Why? Because if it's legit, if somebody legitimately has years of experience, they're not going to truncate years of experience. And someone like myself, 16 years and plus of experience, I'm not going to truncate that in a free event at a free seminar. It just that's not practical. You're paying for some what somebody else has invested in themselves, their time, their money. Now, how they evaluate that, that's where this comes in, right? Because now it's a free event. And they're saying, yeah, come in and learn. And then here's a line here that it says, Xerox also represents that consumers who purchased the workshop. So you attended for free. Come on in, have our cookies and lemonade or water. <laughs> have our cookies, lemonade and water. Um, and then you have to buy the three-day workshop. And then the three-day workshop in this scenario is about $2,000. So you fork over $2,000. And it says that they'll receive 100% funding. And I've heard this on multiple occasions from different people who then come to me, right? Because then they tell you sometimes uh, to bird dog, which means you, you drive for dollars, you locate a property that's in distress and they give you templates and forms and all kinds of things. Or they want you to connect with a real estate or realtor professional to pull a list of distress, distress properties or foreclosed properties or properties in short sale or you know all these 
distress types of distressed properties, you contact someone as an agent professional and say, hey, I'm an investor. No, you're not. No, you're not an investor. Okay. Um, because when I always ask for proof of funds, nobody can ever show me proof of funds. Like I need to show that she can close a deal, but you can't show me you can close a deal because that's when I start to ask the questions. Um, and I really dig deep. I tend to kind of, you know, I don't do it on purpose, but I, you know, sometimes have to put people on a spot and let them know, like, I'm not the one. <laughs> it's like facts. All right. So Vivian says, uh, people improve their finances by whatever means necessary. Unfortunately, yeah. And sometimes when we say people improve their finances by whatever means necessary, that means at the cost of others. That means that becomes at the cost of others. I don't know. I like to sleep at night and I and that's that's what I keep going. She says, hashtag no morals, hashtag scammers. I agree. And that's why we're having this conversation today. Um, Monica adds, why did they only target these people? There are so many more of them out there. I'm going to leave this question up and that's a great question. So again, this is FTC going and the Utah Consumer Protection Bureau going after Xerox company. And yes, some people said there are so many people out there. Monica, you that's a great point. You know why they went after this company? Because there was enough complaints. And this is why I said we are too ashamed or too embarrassed that when people, we get got or taken, we don't want to tell our stories. We don't want to tell people. And honestly, I've been there. It's not a good feeling when you're scammed. But I share my story. I share my experience because I know that becomes um, that becomes an avenue to help somebody else. So that that to answer your question, there are so many of them out there. Absolutely. But there aren't enough people that are bold enough to actually file a complaint. Because they start thinking, oh, well, I should have known it was free and then I got sucked in. And then if you start processing the pressure, because there's a whole psychological technique to get somebody to buy in, I can. That's a whole nother class and a whole nother topic. Um, but but it's designed a certain way. That's why I said, let's talk about this business model, right? It's, and that's why I go back to this. This business model is free three day workshop, 2000, and then you're sold a fluff. And then what ended up happening is this, these people ended up being asked to pay close to up to $40,000 for these seminars, um, for these quote unquote training so that you can learn more. Um, so Here's the other avenue um, that we have to hold people under the fire about this stuff. Wow, any guarantee? Uh, so great question. They do offer a money, a money, they offered a money back guarantee. They offered a money back guarantee, um, but then it came with stipulations. And that was the stipulations that was illegal. So the illegal part is you offer a money back guarantee it doesn't work and you feel you find out it's it's bs and the flim flam but now you have to sign a non-disclosure you can't tell people you can't talk you can't tell them that this doesn't work we're gonna give you your money back but you can't tell anybody that it doesn't work uh what <laughs> that blew my mind when i was reading this um so yeah all of this is just insane right now um Here's the other thing. Oh, what I mean, there's so many things about this. So here's the part right here where it says, um, 
Oh, it says, according to the FTC, presenters um, at the three-day workshop after often claim that the workshop is merely a beginner course. Again, I said, how much do you really, as we think about how attending seminars, events, and how much are you really going to learn? And again, that's why it's to due diligence with looking that people up. But because we're in an era that we are looking at public, we are measuring public success by internet standards. It's easy to use influencer marketing, such as celebrities and influencers who have, you know, thousands of likes, which we all know um, likes and follows can be bought and vanity metrics is real. So vanity metrics is that you are boosting your following and likes to make it look like you are official and legit. I know some folks who did that and it's it's succeeded and it's benefited them. <laughs> it's benefited them and they working the heck out of it. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those folks that I, I tend to do a little bit more research and homework. And I think it's because it's the nature of what I do as a business. Um, ERGJ says, Likes is BS. I pay for performance. Ooh, <laughs> that is a great one. Likes is BS. I pay for performance. And I honestly, this is for that reason, Evan, Instagram has beta tested their, their app in Canada and have removed the likes. They want people to get back to a space to focusing on the content, not on the likability of that person or what they're posting so that we can really get back to being discerning, you know, using our human capabilities, our, our human super, super superpowers. However, you know, people are sold on, they're sold on it. And that's sad. Vivian says, I got scammed by someone who had lots of likes. See, now we're talking. And, and this is why I said, you know, in an era of the internet standards, we are measuring that people, oh, they have that many followers and that they have that many video likes and whatnot. One, you can pay for, you can pay for likes. You can, you can boost your videos. You can pay for all that. You can pay for the exposure. Doesn't mean it's true. Like I said, just because you see on the internet doesn't mean it's real. Just because you hear it on TV or the media doesn't mean it's accurate. And just because you hear it on the radio doesn't mean it's true. Again, the responsibility is on us. And this is why I wanted to make sure we came on and we, we talked about it because these are the things that I've been sharing for the, for years. I got into real estate um, in 2006 at a very high time. Um, as a matter of fact, I was a notary public before that. So years before that and seeing that people didn't understand what they were signing, uh, not understanding, not reading. And it's unfortunate, you know, because people will do, like you said, either attempting to increase their income by any means necessary, attempting to succeed and not knowing what they're getting involved in. There aren't too many of us out there, but, you know, we've got to do the work. We've got to do the work. And today we are doing the work. Joaquina says research is the key. Absolutely. And this is why um, when I come on and I read something like this, When I read something like this and I'm sharing it with you, this is what I do. And I'm going to scroll down to the bottom for example purposes. So 
um, I read through articles as we talk about research and it talks about the complaint and facts that, you know, before I put anything on my platform, I'm going to do my due diligence. I, I'm just not going to come out and just share any kind of information. So I do my due diligence. And here's the thing. Look right here down at the bottom. And I really appreciate this. So it says to read the FTC's complaint in full click article. See, some most people won't do this work right here. Most people actually won't go through, but I do this. So when I can come on and I talk about this, this is actually the lawsuit. This is the complaint right here. This is the case that was filed. Um, and here it is. United States District Court for the District of Utah Central Division. Here's a complaint. And then you go through the case, but nobody wants to do that research. I get it. It's okay. I'm, I'm here and I'll share it with you. But I'm giving you an example of how you dig deeper and finding out the facts. So you can actually go deeper and find out who was named in this lawsuit, right? And here you'll see who the defendants are. So we'll go through. Um, so it says they do case summary. And I, I listen, y'all, I recommend you learn how to read case, case law and summaries. You get so much information. So here's the plaintiffs, um, FTC, Independent Agency of the United States. District, um, the uh, Consumer Protection Division of Utah. And then here's the defendant. So here's defendant one, Zurich LLC. Defendant two, Carlson Development Group, LLC. CJ Seminar Holdings. Here's the other one, Zurich Financial. Here's the next one, Christopher A. Cannon. James Carlson. These are your defendants. Um, one of the things that was brought up in this case was. So they used a very popular HGTV star. Who claimed um, they said people said, oh, they used her and she never attended the seminars. Right. Because how many times do we see that? And, and Evan brought a good point. We see various scams that use celebrities and say, oh, and so-and-so is going to be there. And then you find out that that person didn't show, didn't never shows or be prepared that the MC is going to say, oh, so-and-so had a personal emergency and they couldn't make it. How many by show of hands have heard that, been there, done that? Go ahead and raise your hand in the comments below. I think I've been, I've been at a couple conferences where, you know, a main person, a headliner, a keynoter, who had a very big name was supposed to attend but never attended and it was always on a personal emergency so that's when you kind of know you were in for the you're in for the flim flam <laughs> you kind of know you're in for the flim flam you're being set up um so i want to go in here and talk about i'm going to wrap this up uh, again i want to thank you guys for ch chiming in on your sunday after sunday evening and for those of you who are on the east coast i know you guys already it's after eight o'clock and you're chiming in and getting some of this knowledge and getting empowered again, like I said, creating a space and a place for us to dialogue about who has who has been scammed, um, who are those that have been targeted from this. And it's it's always and I, you know, um, I think it was Vivian that mentioned about the ignorant, but it's typically, you know, people who are really wanting to change their their situation. Evan mentioned those people who are desperate or thirsty or in poverty. And what just baffles me is that, you know, they 
go through these seminars and then they come up with they come up with the money you become resourceful and it's like if you can come up if you be, you can become resourceful for two thousand dollars and these seminars and these people are 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 saying that stuff to you oh if you if you want if you want it that bad you're gonna find a way you're gonna put it on a credit card increase your credit card limit in order to pay for it that was named in this lawsuit that was named as a complaint this is what they were telling the people increase your credit card limit so that you can finance the properties. They were telling them to um, state that they misstate how much money they made in order to qualify for the financing. That's mortgage fraud, by the way. And you will serve 25 years to life for that. That is mortgage fraud. So you are not, you're not to be misstating your income in order to qualify. You are not to, um, you know, thinking that you can increase your credit limit or get a credit card. That was the other thing they were saying, go get a new credit card, go apply for a new credit card so you can get financed. Um, so you can get financing to purchase these properties. And here's the sad part is that they were giving ridiculous statistics about how much they can get in with, you know, you can get in with 10,000 and you're gonna make a hundred thousand. Like the percent, the uh, return on investment on that is ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Monica adds, I've been to those type of seminars. Yes. All right. I'm not alone, right? I'm not alone. I've been, I've been there. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so again, one of the things that I would recommend uh, for anyone who is interested in learning more about real estate is starting with the basics. If you're not a homeowner, I would recommend that you start with basic learning and that's understanding terms and concepts. What is principal interest taxes and insurance? Where's your county recorder's office? You know, um, contacting a property insurance agent and finding out, hey, if I buy a house in this area, what would the homeowner's insurance be on that? You know, establishing your connections and your relationships with people in in real estate that's how you empower yourself to learn more that way you're not subjected to something like this because i you know when people want to ask me about this i always give the disclaimer i always give the disclaimer and i want to know what someone's goals are like what's your goal is this short term long term what's the goal what's the point what are you looking to do and that's the difference between me as a real estate consultant advisor versus somebody who is going to push you to a program. I'm not a program pusher. I'm an educator. All right. That's the difference. So find those educators in the industry and that's whatever industry you're in. Find those educators, those people that will educate you because the more you know, the more confident you are to move forward and make those informed, intelligent decisions, which ultimately leads to success. But if you want to do shortcuts, then you end up succumbing to something like this. And that's unfortunate. And those becomes those hard lessons. And I think that's why people don't end up sharing their stories is because they don't want to have to be, they don't want to be honest about, oh, I tried the shortcut, right? They're not gonna want to tell people, oh, it didn't work, I tried the shortcut. But I'm telling you, without you know, really putting some folks on blast. I do, I, me being a real estate and also being a 
public figure and educator on this on this wave right now that's happening with the real estate conversation. I see a lot of folks that have been doing tours and flipping seminars, and I have been hearing people with the backlash of their results, and they're not all positive, and they find themselves at square one again because they attempted to, to do the seminars and only to find out that it just costs more money to learn. So if you're being charged to learn basics, you might as well start with the basics, you know, and I, I would recommend you can check out your Department of Real Estate website, um, get connected with the people that are doing education. Um, Ready, Set Real Estate, I offer free, oftentimes they do webinars here for free. And I do monthly webinars every third Saturday of the month where you learn every something different in real estate every month. And I train agents. So get with the people that are, are really to are willing to utilize their time and energy to be a proponent for you. All right. So that's my thought. Any last comments, feedbacks, questions you want to drop in? Uh, that way we can uh, get those answered. Now's the time or forever. Hold your peace until Wednesday. <laughs> but now's the time. Again, I'll go ahead and copy and paste. I, I think I can do that, do that now while you guys uh, maybe formulate your questions if you want to drop any in the comment. I want to thank you all. I see some BBC members in here. So I want to shout out the BBC for uh, dropping in and representing. Um, and there's the link. I just, I think if it, if it posts, uh, yeah, if it posts, you can go ahead and click on that, take a look at it, read it. And uh, to answer that, you know, go back and revisit that question as to there's so many other companies out here who are doing house flipping seminars. Why did they pick this one? Well, because there were enough people to complain about it. That's how you get attention. The wheel that squeaks gets the grease, bottom line. So when you make enough noise about somebody's unethical activities or illegal activities, that's when you get the attention. Unfortunately, we have yet to learn that as a community because we are either ashamed, embarrassed, or we don't know who to go to. Um, and there are state websites, departments, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. You can open up a case against financial institutions that may have harmed you or may have done something that may have impacted your credit or your finances. You can go to cfpb.org and open up a case. I, per I personally have opened up a case against Wells Fargo during the financial housing crisis. And the CFPB acts as an investigate as a mediator to investigate your claims, and they give the other party 30 days to resolve or come to a resolution about your complaint. So um, there's resources out there, and definitely use them. Okay, use them, use them, use them. So Vivian adds, "Don't learn the hard way." Yeah, I agree. Um, you're still gonna learn. So it just depends. Choose choose the route. Choose your route of learning. Choose your route of learning. All right, y'all. I appreciate you guys spending your Sunday evening with me. We're going to get ready to wrap this segment up. Again, it'll be available on YouTube. Make sure you're connected on our YouTube radio podcast everywhere. And more importantly, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Get connected at LA Super Agent. Again, Ready, Set Real Estate is the platform and the brand that supports real estate education, real estate literacy. Um, get connected with our monthly webinars, third Saturday of each month. You can become a loyal supporter for just five bucks a month. The webinars are 15, but for five bucks, you get them at, you get access to it along with exclusive content and videos. 
Today was going to be an exclusive one. I decided I, was, I wasn't gonna make it exclusive to our members. I actually just wanted to share this with our general listening audience. Um, and that way you guys may consider getting connected with a platform like this so that you know that you can reach out to somebody to fact check for you. I think that's important. When you have somebody on your side, I always talk about this and I'm gonna end with this. Who's your top five? Who is your top five? And that's your PCP holistic doctor, your financial advisor, your attorney, your tax advisor or accountant, and your real estate professional. You should know these people. And these people are your rock. These people should have your front, back, and your side. All right. All right, y'all. This was fun. Really appreciate you. I'm going to go ahead and sign us out. We are out as we conclude another powerful information packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. We'll see you on Wednesday for episode eight. Woohoo! Season five. We doing it, y'all. See ya.